All right, welcome back to Lawler Arena. Day after Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Mike Mackin, John Leahy with you, and our score after one is 18th-ranked Merrimack 2 and 7th-ranked Boston College 2. Entertaining first period. Our guest for the first intermission is uh, Jocko Connolly, Boston Herald. And, uh, well, first of all, Jocko, very entertaining period. Looked like BC gets the lead early on, but then maybe that wakes up Merrimack a little bit after the power play goal. And they carried play for a lot of the period, but uh, taking the, uh, the, the two quick goals that maybe seem to get BC going a little bit as well, and BC gets the goal in the final minute to tie it up. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was a tale of two periods. Uh, I thought BC came out pretty good legs in the first 10 minutes, and then I thought uh, Merrimack controlled play in the, the second half of the period, uh, despite the uh, the late goal in the last you know 30 seconds or so. So I thought it was pretty entertaining. I thought both goalies uh, looked okay. Uh, I think uh, both defenses are getting pressured a little bit. I think the both teams are trying to pinch in and get a lot of uh, you know scrum plays in front of the net, get the puck in the crease. So it's it's been a and that is maybe something that both these clubs are trying to, to trying to do. Uh, BC, of course, been pretty successful at that over the years, and uh, Mark Denny with Merrimack's trying to accomplish that as well. And and uh, well, they they played a number of games now here against ranked teams and fared pretty well. I like uh, Merrimack. I think Mark's just done a terrific job here, and I think you can see in the caliber of players that he's brought in. Uh, you know, they're just you know better at you know moving the puck, getting rid of the puck quicker. Their skating's better, and they just play uh, as a team uh, in you know better sync, better cohesion, and and uh, I think he's just doing a fabulous job. You know, they, you know they still maybe one or two players away from getting into that you know top uh, Frozen Four you know Elite Eight uh, type thing, but they're certainly making strides, and and if they keep improving like the way they did last year and then now this year, um, there's no doubt that they'll probably get there. You look at the, the the history that BC has had, and of course Jerry York just getting the contract extension uh, for another five years at least that we know he'll be at the helm. Uh, well, first of all, do you think is, is that his last contract at BC? Well, I don't know. I was talking to him before the game, and he says he feels pretty good, and he, you know, they, they, the kids keep him young, and he loves going to the rink, and, and he's in great spirits. But uh, of course, when his contract's up, you know, uh, Jerry will be 70 years old, and uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, he'll probably have to reassess where he is at that point in time. But he, right now, he certainly uh, enjoys the uh, the game and everything. But uh, if I had to hedge my bet, I, I would, you know, probably say that this may be his last contract. But with Jerry, you never know. He's a he's a fitness hound, and he keeps in shape. And as he said today, he's uh, you know five years cancer-free now. So uh, um, you never know, but uh, we'll see. Two championships now in the last three years. He's arguably at the top of his game. Well, I, you know, I mean, he you know he's proven that he's, he he can win. I mean, he's done it at three different schools at Clarkson and Bowling Green, and, and he's attracted great players. If you if you look at some of the players, Dave Taylor at Clarkson and. and a, he had a, a holding of the Hobie Baker when he recruited at Bowling Green, and of course he won a national title there. So um, it's a little easier to recruit at BC, uh, you know, given their history and tradition and the, you know their their resources and so forth. So, but he's done a fabulous job, and um, as they say, he just uh, he's like Father Time. He just keeps on rolling. And uh, Mark Denny, he gets the uh, extension as well at Merrimack last week. So I guess the battle of two guys who just got locked up for the long term, but uh, this, the six-year contract for, for Merrimack, is, is that an important thing for them to do, to lock up a guy like him for the long term, being a small school? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think for any school, I think the continuity is so important. And, and if you look at a guy like Mark, I mean, he's paid his dues. You know, he's been around at different places, you know, whether it's a UMass or a Princeton or around the Horn. He's learned from other coaches. Coaches. He, he's a hard worker. Uh, he's a local guy, you know, so he knows the hockey area, the, the recruiting grounds, and 
and uh, he's just a great guy to deal with. He knows the game, and uh, and you know I I I was a big fan of him uh, right from the get-go when he got the job, and uh, I thought last year, uh, even before they took the vote, I thought he deserved the Coach of the Year award, and so I was glad to see that he did uh, get the uh, you know the League Coach of the Year, and and uh, as I say, I think he's just going to keep continuing to improve the program, and they're going to have more and more success under him. We're talking with Jocko Conley, Boston Herald. The score at the end of one period is BC two and Merrimack two. And I guess uh, I know it's early on in the season here still, but uh, you know, as you look around, uh, kind of uh, maybe not so surprising that uh, at least in hockey East that the the big four, as you call it, are off to a, a terrific start. Uh, maybe out of those four, however, the biggest surprise to me, BU. I didn't expect them to, to get off to as strong a start as they did. Yeah, I, uh, you know, BU is young right now. I mean, they've had a, a real, uh, Jack's really had a, a almost cleaned house. It's a real turnover. And he lost five or six seniors. He had three underclassmen, you know, turn pro early. Uh, a couple of players uh, left uh, the program uh, with his approval. Um, so uh, I, it's really a young team. Um, I think over the long stretch, I, I fear that they may have a struggle uh, scoring goals. Uh, their defense is solid, but um, they're a little thin. I don't think they can afford an injury there. Uh, and they have got great goaltending with uh, Milan and Rollheiser. So I think if they can keep the defense in one piece, keep them healthy, uh, the goaltender will hold, you know, back them up and, and hold the fort. And I just think that if they can get a couple of guys to, you know, just get a little more consistent with the offense, um, you know, they could be solid down the down the stretch. Um, I like UNH. I think, they, of course, everybody talks about their top lines pretty good. And, and uh, but Dick does a great job up there. Uh, one thing I was interested, kind of interested in here after uh, they played BC, is that uh, Dick compared uh, their goalie, D.J. Gerolamo, to uh, Terreri, who uh, Dick uh, uh, had down at Providence when Dick was an assistant coach for Mike McShane, and uh, well, actually to Steve Sterling. Um, so um, that's kind of a tough thing to hang on a young goalie, but uh, uh, the kid seems uh, to, you know, welcome it and, you know, carry it. He's, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's in awe of, uh, you know, a lot of the notoriety that he's starting to get, but I think he's just a hard worker and a good kid, so it, that could help. And, and then, of course, Maine is, is just uh, improving by leaps and bounds. And, of course, with a player like Nyquist, you know, who's the leading scorer in the country last year, there will always be dangerous. I'm kind of wondering how much of this, uh, you know, in terms of where everybody ends up, is going to be dictated by things like injury, obviously. BU's had a couple of guys go down. BC's had Cross go down and Hayes and Maine's lost to arguably the two top defensemen and Dimon and, and O'Neill and, and Merrimack's a club that's trying to get there into home ice and would have to steal it away. It looks from one of those top four clubs. Uh, I mean, if, if you look at it, well, if, if they have a chance to beat out one of those four teams, uh, who, who would it be? Yeah, well, it's tough and I, I think a lot of it uh, on any team is where the injuries come from and, and uh, and if you look uh, on the other side of the coin is, you know, private school versus public school. I mean, you, you know, you, if you're at a private school and the tuition is forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, you are not going to get as many walk-ons. If you're at a public school where maybe the tuition is a little cheaper, you might have a little more depth sitting in the stands or whatever, so uh, you can probably, you know, withstand an injury if it's short term. So, um, you know, again, a lot of it is where the injuries happen. If, if it comes on defense, then uh, that's really where I think it affects teams more. 
I should mention uh, before we let you go, for some of the folks who might be tuning in for the first time or, or heard you for the first time on our airwaves, you, you go back a number of years covering college hockey, and, and you made that trip out in 1988 for folks who've only heard the stories, uh, the trip out in, when, when Mer after Merrimack knocked off Northeastern in the first round of the NCAA tournament, went out to Lake State uh, and, and, and split the series out there but lost on total goals in, in, in the NCAA quarterfinals. The first and so far only appearance for the Warriors in the NCAA tournament. They're trying to get their second one this year, but uh, what are some of your fondest memories from that trip in 1988? Well, I, I just think the, the, the win the first night, it was a two-game total goal uh, series, and just the way they played, and, and uh, you know, I always, I've always told people I'd like to see that Merrimack team in Hockey East. Um, you know, they're Jimmy Visor and, and Ribnack and, and Alcott and, and on and on and on, and uh, that was just a, a solid team, and uh, you know I think they really—if you could have kept that team together for 10 years, it would have been a, a pretty good hockey club. And, and uh, but it was just a great atmosphere up there, and uh, at the time it was called Norris Arena, and they had the, the one of the original rinks with the uh, the ship's horn to signal the goals. And uh, you know I think they were already counting their uh, tickets to go to Lake Placid, and when uh, Merrimack you know kind of stunned them the first night, I think it woke everybody up in college. Uh, hockey and, and if you recall uh, Merrimack was the first ever team to get an at-large bid to the tournament because the team the tournament had just expanded it from 8 to 12 teams so I think it was just a great for hockey I think it, it, it really gave other schools and other independent uh, programs uh, you know an opportunity and, and an example that hey maybe we can you know to use the political phrase yes we can and I think Merrimack uh, proved that they belong there and uh, you know for all intents and purposes they were one night away from uh, going to the Frozen Four. Well, Jocko, we'll see if they're able to get here uh, again uh, this year, second time it would be. But thanks, always great to see you. We'll see you again soon. Great to see you, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, same to you. Thank you. That is Jocko Connolly. He's been our guest here, first intermission. The Warriors in BC tied up at 2-2. Two